It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we've got interviews, podcast series, content on a variety of subjects, including mental health, football, fil- films, serial killers, conspiracy theories, MMA, boxing, writing, music, and more. All our shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation or audio at all the usual podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, loads and loads of others. Today's uh, today's show is one of my uh, my favorite shows to re- to record is the uh, unscripted and uncensored, where I don't have to really do any work for it other than paste a load of questions from my emails and messages, and uh, just no uh, no run through, no scripts, just completely uncensored, unedited, and uh, we just talk about what we're told, and it can go off the rails quick. It's good, uh, so it's going to be fun. Could go off the rails, but it'll be a good laugh anyway. So, uh, my guest today is Welsh boxer with a professional record of 12 and 1, uh, Mr. Gavin Gwynn. Welcome, buddy. How are you going? Yeah, going good, Beth. Going good. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, we're in the hands of the people, good or bad. We'll see where it's, we'll decide that at the end, I guess. But um, before we get into that, we just get to know you a bit and talk about a bit about you and what what not so um, where where did you grow up um i i grew up in chiaris um little town in murph tidville um and then uh obviously gone with my girlfriend i've been with her uh 10 years now uh we moved to uh nelson uh we bought a house so we've been here four years i think it's this year um my little son arlo he's two um awesome really yeah cool so what um, what age did you start boxing then um i was really young uh i must have been about 10 11 um just me and a few of the lads um just walked up to the gym one day as you do you 
you start things, don't know, play rugby, football, and we just um, went to the gym, and uh, it was one of my best friends. Uh, his grandfather run the gym, uh, Dennis Andrews. Um, so we'd always go up there. We'd go e- even if it was just like one night a week. We'd we'd be in the gym or two nights a week. M- more of a place just to just to go and do something because we'd be bored hanging about or. It was more, more or less th- that kind of thing. And then um, that was up until like, like 14, 14, 15. And then I uh, just went away from the sport sort of thing. I, I didn't play any any rugby or anything again for a couple of years or, or no football. And then come back when I was about 18 and, and then took a serious um, knuckle down, started training hard. And then uh, I'm sure I had the, my first amateur fight when I was 19. So and then it all just went went from there. Then it was like a, a snowball effect, and it all just went from there. Like so, yeah. So you had a bit of a like. So you started young, and then yeah, you had yeah. a bit of a bit of a gap before your first amateur fight. Yeah, so was, yeah. Um, when you when you were doing it as a kid, like were you a, a natural then, like or? Um, and no, not really. No, I, we'd spar and whatever else, but but. When you're kids, that's all you want to do is take each other's heads off, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's, it's brilliant. You, you go to these shows, you see these um, kids, they're only about 10, but it's, do you know what? They're the, they're the best fights you will ever watch in your life, like, because these kids both want to win so much and they put everything into it. It's brilliant. Like, so, no, no, I wouldn't say talent. No, um, obviously, it's, it's just hard work more than anything. Just putting in the work, like. Yeah. So, who was your like your favourite boxer at that point when you were like younger? Um, younger, not. I didn't really. Wa- I didn't really watch the fighting. You know, I didn't. I was out all the time. I was never yeah. in. My mother used to have to come out looking for me, so I'd I'd never be in. And then as soon as I'd be in, I have food. I'd be straight straight to bed, sort of thing. But like later on, then um, uh, obviously I got an all time favourite is um Johnny Tapia. I just like uh, his, his um, don't give a fuck attitude sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Language, but it, it, no, it, that last the way he was like he didn't care what he done or uh, it was. It, I just like I liked him for that sort of thing and and his fighting style is like uh, is brilliant. Like, yeah, you say um, about like your mum used to have to come looking for you and that. Like obviously, yeah. like when we like you, I'm a bit older than you, but like back then like when you were younger and certainly when I was younger it was yeah. different today like you could go out in the morning in the summer holidays and you come back yeah. at tea, tea time like or come back when it gets dark yeah. and you can't yeah. do that now with like the no, day and no. age we're in now like kids and didn't have mobile phones well I didn't have mobile phones like I used to go out in the morning after breakfast and come back when it got dark like yeah, and, uh, yeah. like you say the old my old dear used to or my old man like used to have to come and look come find me like because I'd be still playing yeah. football yeah, it's a pity, I, really, because like that, I'd say that, that it's great times to have. Um, obviously, going up into the where we used to live and that we used to go. Well, we used to go everywhere. Like, and, and we'd have the old pit then, but it's um it's turned uh, that's um the uh, Millennium Park now over in Chilewis, but that was used to be the old pit. So we always used to be over there, you know, making dens and whatever else. Like, as awesome times over there as kids like yeah. it's brilliant but you they haven't got nothing like that now the kids these days and obviously they all got phones by the time they're 10 and things like that and that's just 
I think it's wrong, but it's uh, it's good for them to have phones just in a safe way because obviously all all the shit that's happening in the world. Like, but um, but it's ta- it's it's taking some of the childhood away as well. So it's 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 a bit bad as well. So yeah, so like I just said to you before we started recording, like I got four uh, four boys. I just created an extra one then. Uh, I got three boys, and I got like <laughs> the oldest one. I'm glad he's got a phone. Because he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's, I can get hold of him or if I need to know where he is and that. Whereas the youngest one, who's 10, wants a phone now all the time because he's older. He's older oh, so. got him. But then I think of all the three of them, like all the stuff they've missed out on because like times have changed and it's more like about like Xboxes and electronics and that. Whereas yeah, I literally, all I did was play football like all day, every day. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what it was. You, you, one of the boys would have a football, and then that bust or whatever else, and then you'd have to go and find something else to do. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. It was, they were good times, like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a shame in some ways, isn't it? But it is definitely. It is like. So um, let's move on to the people's uh, the people's questions. I there's loads of them so i'll just like whip through them and we'll just talk about them and uh, start with the boxing ones i suppose and yeah uh, yeah so was um so just person asked was boxing always the sport like for you or were you interested in like rugby and football and stuff like that as well um, it was mainly when i was younger it was mainly rugby so um as a kid we all, all of us used to um train i think it was on a wednesday uh, and then we'd play on a Sunday, but uh, that's all we used to play really. And then, obviously, we, we'd play football, but I never used to play for a team until I was, I played um, uh, around about twenty, I think I was. But I used to, used to play in goals because I used, I used to just like going with the boys and having a laugh, like sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. I was never a footballer. Like, <laughs> I always wanted to knock people out. No, when we were in goals and we'd have a corner, I'd 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 wait for the ball to come up and just punch <laughs> punch the ball and hopefully hit someone as well. <laughs> I got sent off twice as well, so football wasn't for me. No, it's more of a more of a social thing. Like, yeah, it was afterwards. Have a, crack, have a crack with the boys, and that's what it was. Like, it was just to have a crack with the boys more than anything. Uh, so, do you um, do you follow MMA? Um, no, but I have got um, uh, a friend, uh, the Mason Jones. Do you know yeah, Mason yeah. Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do follow him. Um, I follow like um, J- uh, Jack Shaw, um, all the other boys, Brett Johns. Do you know what I mean? I follow yeah. I follow the world's boys, but no, no, um, I don't really follow it. Um, flat out sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I just wish them luck and watch if they fight then I'll watch them sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of like Welsh boys now in fighting, like boxing and MMA doing really, really well. Like and um it's good to see you now because like for a few years it felt like we only had Joe Calzaghi and like Enzo and a couple of others. The one that yeah. went many Welsh fighters around whereas now there's you know there's a few few of them in UFC and Cage Warriors and that, and obviously you've got the boxers like yourself and Cody and yeah, a couple of others. Yeah. Joker, Joe Cordina as well. Obviously, you fought uh, not long ago. 
do we all mention yeah, that one? Though, that's a bit of a sore subject at the moment still. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame, probably, because there's about three questions about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's no, fine. But, um, yeah, it's, it's brilliant to see um, such a small country doing so well on, on, yeah. on, on the world stage as well. Um, I've seen um, uh, the Jack Shaw um, just and his father. and uh, is, is it his cousin as well? Yeah, I think so. I um, just opened a massive place up. Um, I'm not too sure where it is. Um, is it over at Ebervale Way? That yeah, way, I is think it? it's up that way soon. My geography's terrible, mate. Even in Wales, my geography's terrible. Yeah. But um, um, I think but, it is up that way somewhere now. Yeah, so they've opened a massive um, MMA gym, and uh, I think that that'll only push for for more fighters to come through as well. And I could see the the boxing scene um, over the last two years has just gone from strength to strength with the, sh the amount of shows. So it's giving boys um, a good platform to work off. For like, obviously, before we used to have to go over the bridge to fight, and we we, the, we used to be the away fighter. So even if you knocked the guy out, you'd get a draw. Like, yeah, that really <laughs> works. Like, um, if if you 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 going over to fight um, someone who sold fifteen grand's worth of tickets, they're not gonna give you. They're not gonna give you a decision. They they're obviously gonna rip you off, Nick. Because that guy's yeah. lying in their pockets uh, every couple of months. So it's 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 really good. Like uh, it's it's brilliant. Well, yeah, that's it. If there's if that fight is their uh, their their cash cow, like who's fighting regular for them, they're not gonna give you any decision, are they? Whatsoever, oh, like. Man. So, um, uh, so what else we got? So, uh, this guy uh, wants to know: Did you uh, or do you get nervous before fights? Yeah, all the time. Um, I don't think it's one fight I am being uh, shit in a brick. To yeah. be honest, yeah, um, I'm really nervous. Um, fight. Uh, you you wouldn't believe it in the change rooms, but like inside, I'm just oh, I'm thinking. Why am I doing this? I, I just want to go home. Honestly, that, that, that's but it gives you that bit of fire in your belly as well. I think yeah. um, use it as a good thing. I've I've used um, I've learned to harness it now and um, use it as a as a good thing sort of uh, in a way. But um, yeah, I don't think unless unless you're nervous, I don't I don't think you could perform well either. No, You've got to like... be a fight. I think. It's like a nervous energy, mate, isn't it? I suppose, and it's like butterflies, isn't it? Like, yeah. I think, like, well, all the all the fighters and sportsmen which I've spoken to, they all say the similar. They all get like a really like they get butterflies and nervous energy, and it's interesting yeah. because, like, obviously, uh, just recently they had the the big UFC card, and um, Darren Till, who's a British fighter, fought on that. Yeah, and he yeah. was coming From back. He was coming on. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he come back. He just lost two two big fights, like his big, and one of them was like his, you know, his big title fight. And um, yeah. he won this fight on the most recent card. I think it was last weekend. And he said in the, the like the post fight interviews in the scrum and that afterwards, that like in the build up, he thought about like faking an injury or he was trying to think of ways to get out of yeah. the fight, like because yeah, his because yeah. his head was you know his head was fucked from losing and then adding that like your weight cut and your you know your nervous energy and that is brutal mate yeah you start to, you start doubting yourself as well oh have i have i done enough enough training am i fit enough sort of thing um 
it's just it, it, it either makes or breaks you in the changing rooms. So, honest to God, I've seen fighters in there and they look cool as a cucumber, but inside I know that I know I know what they're feeling. I'm yeah. I'm I'm probably the world's worst. You wouldn't tell I'm nervous in there. I'm walking around and I'm trying that's what I'm trying I'm trying to not be nervous, sort of thing. I'm walking around with a smile on my face and whatever else, but it's not like inside I'm just shit in the brick. <laughs> it's like a psychological thing. I suppose that's the psychological like the psychological part of the game though, isn't it? Is like getting your controlling those nerves to to go and do what you've got to do and do your job, stick to the plan and whatever it may be. But yeah, because way- um, obviously in team sports like you've got rugby and football, uh you got the fifteen or whatever it is other guys around you. So you're not that nervous because you you know you're gonna have a little bit of help of them and whatever else. But you were going to that ring or or cage knowing that there's only you and the other guy. So if if it all goes to pot, like yeah, it's, it's it's on you ahead. You you can't pass the buck to no one else, sort of thing. That's that's another that's another um, aspect to it as well. Yeah, and I suppose the the difference is like I used to get nervous before I played football and that, yeah. but then yeah. like you get a couple of touches of the ball early on and it's gone. Whereas yeah. in boxing, if you're or oh, MMA, if you're not yeah. like if you're not focused and you don't control that psychological part of it and you get clipped in the first couple of seconds or the first minute, it can be game yeah. over, can't it? So it's like... Yeah, and that's... The first round is probably the, the, the... Well, the most important, really, where you want to put a stamp on the fight. So you've got to be 100% switched on for that first round because you're both going to be at your sharpest because of the nerves as well. That makes you yeah. sharper. And and you're, you're going to be at your weakest as well because you're not, obviously not warmed up into the fight, um, you haven't been hit on the chin clean yet, so you don't want to get it on the clean on the chin clean sort of thing because obviously you'll be cold and you you might take a knee or it might might get knocked out sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So just then you mentioned, um, or we like we were saying about fighters where if you used to go over the bridge and you'd fight, anyways, if you were fighting the, like the local cash cow as it were for the promoter, it was difficult yeah. to get a decision and stuff. Um, so someone asked, um, basically they saying, uh, is boxing, uh, I'll read it word for word, it's probably easier. It says, um, 20 years ago, boxing was totally corrupt and you couldn't trust the judges to make a decision. Uh, do you think that now is better than it's ever been in from a corruption point of view? Um... I've never been on the wrong end of a decision, but so I couldn't really, I couldn't really um, say that. But I've seen, I've seen, obviously we've seen fights on TV and everything else. It's everyone sees a fight differently, so you can't really say it's corruption unless it's it's a stupid wide points victory or when the kid have give the other kid of an eye in sort of thing. So I am, uh, I can't really answer yeah. that. Question. Do you know what I mean? If if I would been robbed or or anything like that, I'd probably say, "Oh look, yeah, it's corrupt as hell." But like the referees and the judges, um, they got an hard enough job. Um, do you know what I mean? Uh, without everyone uh, critiquing them, they got split seconds, mind to to score a fight. Whereas we we'll watch it and then rewind it back, sort of thing, and say, "Oh no, it's the end of it." But they are watching it in the moment, so it's 
second by second like so prob probably not in that way with the judges and the ref is the ref sort of thing but other people might say 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 otherwise sort of thing yeah and i guess that's something i'd never actually thought about was the the judges like they're literally scoring it on the fly and they you know second yeah. by second so yeah. it's easy it can be easy to miss something whether it's you know a, a clean... on that type of thing um, the other judge probably wouldn't seen one of the shots or it, th that side of the ring. So, and but that that judge might have seen it. So it's it's di different angles from fights, and like um, people in the crowd might see different parts of the fight as well. So I know I know when people say, "Oh, he got robbed," and but uh, people, if you're watching a fight, do you want to win? You'll see it as they win it, whatever yeah. happens if it's a close fight. So it's, yeah, of course. It is what it is, like. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you know we've all seen fights, whether it's MMA or boxing, where you just you can't really work out where the judges are coming from. But like you yeah. say, there's there's so much which goes into making those decisions that maybe maybe we should cut them some slack. But you know, yeah, uh, definitely, because the the job is probably hard enough as it is, like so. And um, but. We probably got one of the best um, officials in the game at the moment. I I'd say in Brit British boxing is probably the best out there. Like so, yeah. I th yeah. I, I, like I I don't watch. I tend to watch a lot more MMA than I do boxing. Yeah. But I watch like big fights and I watch Welsh boxers. And like yeah. when you watch the British judges compared to like the American judges, for instance, you do seem to get less controversial like yeah. scores and the cards and that. Um, oh, shocking in America. <laughs> I have yeah. to say, I've, I've seen a couple of fights. Um, oh, what was the one I seen recently? I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head now. And this, this guy, um, he was from uh, Mexico and they obviously brought him, brought him in to, it was just an opponent sort of thing and this Mexican give this boy an ID and they they give the kid it was an eight rounder they give the kid every round I was thinking he did, do you know what I mean be decent to the kid he, he come at, and he won the fight give him a, like a, a draw or a couple of rounds they didn't even give him a round I was thinking do you know what I mean terrible that isn't it and you see why these these kids go down the path of uh, bugger it I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore and they just give up the sport sort of thing but, well, yeah, you look at it from his point of view, like he's taken the fight and he's, you know, it's probably his, like his big chance or whatever. And he's, yeah. he's, he's effectively, you know, he's feeling like he's won the fight and then to not get around, he's thinking, well, what's the point? Like, yeah, what you know is what I mean? the point? Yeah. And then you see him hanging his gloves up and it's, 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 I just don't see the point. Just give him a couple of rounds. I said, oh, I, I won a couple of rounds there. And then he go back and work in the gym sort of thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think he could come again then. Do you know? So, yeah. But okay. again, that, that's all down to like ticket sales and marketing and who you are. So, yeah. Yeah, but then you know it wouldn't have hurt even if they weren't even if they weren't going to give him the fight despite him winning. They could have yeah. given him. They could have given him like two or three rounds. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, just know, the, he still the, loses, the doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So. But that's the way it is in America. Um, just is what it is, what it is, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, next question was, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? That's a 
That's a deep question. That is Jesus. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be married then, so um, uh, happily married. Um, Title-wise, hopefully, um, British and Commonwealth champion, and uh, I'm pushing on uh, for a European title in the next five, yeah, say five years, or hopefully, like a European level. Like I wanted to be British champion um, the end of this year, and honest to God, it broke my heart. Like um, in my last fight, I broke down in tears, and I think like it was bad. But um, hopefully, the start of the next year, I want to be British champion. Um, I know Joe Cordina has gone down the weight now as well, so um, if them um, if them titles become vacant, hopefully I'll get my my I, hopefully I'll get a straight shot because the 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 performance I put in and it, it I'd say I only lost like three or four by three or four rounds, so hopefully I just get a straight shot and he and he's a good champion like he's European level I'd say so so. Seeing as you brought it up, I'm gonna gonna ask you the couple of the questions which the people sent in about that. But um, obviously, like you said, it was you know it was difficult. It's gonna be very very difficult. It was your first pro loss um, versus uh, fellow Welshman, Joe Cordinia. Um, yeah. And like the question is, how, like what was how difficult was it to deal with, and like how did you deal with it in the you know in the days and weeks after it? It was like. Um... Well, straight after it, I, we jumped out the ring, obviously, had an interview by Sky and everything like that, and um, it didn't really hit me, and then uh, Eddie Hearn shook my hand, and he said, oh, well done, a great fight, and I think his name is Andy Smith, is it, from Sky? Um, yeah. He said, oh, brilliant, um, your career will only go from strength to strength for putting in that performance sort of thing, and I, I started walking, and I didn't want to see anyone, I just burst into tears, I was like, oh, shit. So I put my hand over, over my over my head. I just run back to the change rooms. I didn't want to see anyone. And honestly, like I I I, I don't care about this. Like I just sat in the change rooms for like 10, 15 minutes crying because obviously I made a promise to my boy and it was uh oh, it's heartbreaking beer now. I'm just thinking about it. I just thought oh. But um like after it then in the night I was just like putting on a brave face sort of thing I just I had a couple of drinks and whatever else and then um, in the morning uh, we were travelling home and Tony Borg had a lift with us home as well so and then he was just like saying to me like it was a it was a brilliant performance there's no shame in losing to him and everything else and then um, I come home and then, like a couple of days later, I said, "Oh, come on! I'll just book like a, a like a motorhome." I've seen the, yeah, I just booked one of them, and I said, "Oh, come on! We're just getting out." Yeah, so we went to Tenby then for a couple of days, and it just gradually just disappeared, sort of thing. The the, the feeling, and obviously, I still think about it now and again. But I just got to put it to the back of my mind and um, just drive me more than anything. So to know. Obviously, I want to keep that promise to my boy and bring that belt home, sort of thing. So, that's that's my main drive. Obviously, make a good future for him and and my, and my family. Like so. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, though, mate, it's like not very many people go through their whole career without losing, and no. not many people, um, you know, will go through and they won't make a mistake or they won't, you know, stuff will happen. And it's it's always I always say to anyone about anything it's like it's how you deal with it afterwards and what you go 
to do with it next and you use it as you know fuel and fire to to make you know oh, to make yeah. take its next step yeah. up now yeah and obviously my missus she played a big part in it as well so i gotta gotta thank her or she'll kill me <laughs> but like she she always says the right things to me and whatever else so like a massive thanks to her like because obviously i didn't want to be seen so that's why i just wanted to go somewhere yeah. I, like i like obviously, I didn't normally. I go out after. I'll go out the day after, and like want to have a couple of pints with my old man or whatever. So I just didn't want to. I didn't want to celebrate. I am got nothing to celebrate. Like I lost, so I just wanted to get out there and just not see anyone, sort of thing. I did. I saw, honest to God, for the like the next couple of days, I just stayed in the house. It was just me and my boy. Like so, I didn't want to. Didn't want to go anywhere. Didn't want to see anyone. But now, now, now it's over. Like the the. The next couple of weeks then it was it was fine like i seen a couple of people and they were shaking my hand and i in the street i was thinking oh this wasn't as hard as i thought it was sort of thing but yes i guess when it's still raw like in the first few days particularly yeah. it's like it's when you would have seen people they want to shake your hand and they want to talk about it so then yeah, you're like, like you, you're kind of reliving it all the time whereas it by like just going away with the family or staying in your house or whatever, you just got a bit of time to process it yourself, haven't you? And then that's it. Yeah, and obviously everyone wanted to talk about it, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. To be honest, with you like I just want to act normal for a couple of days and a couple of weeks, because as a boxer, you know, you're not, you're not living a normal life. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're not like you're just you're surviving sort of thing. You you just get up. Uh, have your breakfast, go training, come home, have your rest, have a bit of food, go training again, come home, have a bit of rest, maybe a bit of food, and then maybe a nighttime run. So, and then like bed, you, you're living, that's all you're living like. You're not living like a normal person. So, I just wanted to live. I didn't want to talk boxing, I didn't want to talk nothing. I just wanted to live like a normal person, sort of thing. Yeah. And the thing is, you've got to have that as well, haven't you? Like, you can't, like, I know to be, you know, to get to the very top, you've got to. You got to train harder, and you got to focus yeah. harder than anyone else. But equally, I think like you need that that after a fight, you need that like just time away with your with your missus and your son. Yeah, or just, just get back to normality, sort of thing. And yeah, it's, well, obviously, I don't I don't see when I'm in training camp. I don't see my family as often. Like, um, well, my boy's in nursery now as well. So, by the time like I go training. He's in nursery, and by the time I come home, man, he's probably sleeping. So I, and then yeah. I've had my food, men back up to draw back training. So the only time I see him is in the night, and I have like one or two hours just playing with him, and then he's off the bed again. So it's just nice to catch up, like obviously with him and my missus, because she don't see me either. I think uh, that does a world of good. Too <laughs> 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 much time together, she started ripping my head off. So. <laughs> <laughs> would yeah. you um, would you like to fight? Joe again? Um, maybe in a few years' time, like with a cu- couple of um, more belts on the line, maybe a bigger belt sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm down to the idea. Yeah, because it was a good fight, like, and it was a, a brilliant fight and a, a, an advertisement for Welsh boxing because we both were on um, a great performance and we both showed um, Welsh pride, sort of thing. Um, but I think Joe will stay down at super feather if i'm if i'm honest um 
maybe clean up at Superfeta. I don't know. I, I don't know what his plans is, but I, I wish him all the best in the future because um, I, I did know Joe, Joe before as well, and um, we spoke after the fight, and we've only spoke. I spoke um, a couple of days ago to him as well, wishing him luck and whatever else in his upcoming fight. So. Yeah, I was going to say, did you speak to him afterwards and that? Because obviously, you're two Welsh boys, and I think yeah. I'd seen I'd seen an interview with you um, the other day where you you know you you'd say you you say you knew him you know from before the yeah. fight and that. Yeah. So um, yeah, you spoke to him after the fight, obviously, and. Yeah, me- um, message uh, message each other in the morning, just um, congratulating each other on a on a brilliant fight and um, whatever else we said are um, have a. Bit of downtime now and eat some, eat some shit food and whatever else. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I wish him all all the luck in the future. Yeah. So, so one of the um, things which kind of interests me, but also it worries me more. So I think in in MMA it worries me than boxing is weight cutting, because I just in particularly in MMA I just feel like it's like you're waiting for something tragic to happen. And but it, I think. And- it will, I think. Is is I think it's gonna happen. Um, they, I've seen um, them dropping like twenty twenty four pound and in in like twelve thirty. Now I'm thinking how they how they doing that sort of thing. I I I don't do nothing like that. Like it's not good no, to you, is it? You can't not yeah. good to be losing that much weight in a day or like no, in a you know over even over like a couple of days. I don't think it's particularly healthy. Like and the thing is to then not just to do it, but then to go and fight at the top level, I just think that can't be good, you know, just for the, for the fighter who's dropped the weight, um, like expending all that weight and then expending all the energy you do in, you know, explosive yeah. fight, fights and that. This can't be good for the body. And then like, getting hit in the head. Long. Yeah. Yeah. If it goes like five what? rounds in MMA or, you know, yeah. 12, 12 rounds in boxing or whatever, it's, can't be good. So, no. what sort of weight do you walk around in compared to what you fight at? Um, I walk average weight. Like I walk around, probably walk around eleven stone. Um, biggest I've been is probably about eleven and a half stone. But that was when I was injured. I uh, couldn't train or yeah. But, uh, when uh, when obviously when I'm not um, training for a fight, I'm always taking over. So I'm always around about ten ten. Keep myself like on a on a on a good scale of fitness as well all the time, just in case I get a call like I I, I got a title fight for you in two weeks. I know I'm fit enough. So my weight is always like down around about ten 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 eight. So then. Uh, as long as I got a good diet, I only need like four weeks, and then I come down to nine, nine, nine stone nine. But that's day before, look. Yeah. Day before, yeah. Jeez, nine stone, Jesus. This yeah, and I'm six foot as well, so. Jesus Christ! I, I didn't realise you were that tall. Yeah, I'm probably one of the biggest lightweights in the world at the moment. I was going to say that's, that's yeah. a big, big, that's tall for a lightweight, isn't it? Um, I've I've seen Luke Campbell. I'm bigger than him, anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I think it's all to do with my legs, mate. There, <laughs> I got sticks for legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, let's have a look what else we got because uh, we're not even like a quarter away through these questions. Let's have a go. Okay. Uh, how good is Cody Davis now, and how good will he be? 
Um, I've known Cody a long time. We were on the Welsh amateur team together, and um, I think since he's come down a weight, he's so much better, so much sharper. Uh, his movement is, do you know what? He's going to be world champion. I honestly, I honestly believe that as well. Um, I've I've obviously heard stories because obviously I, I I know him quite well. I've heard stories of him sparring world champions and just playing with them sort of thing. So. I think he's going to get up there, and, and obviously, I think he's going to do it quite quick as well. I think he's um, the better feet, uh, fight as he fights. He's 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 going to perform better as well. So mm. I think he's going to reach the top. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he like I've only seen a couple of his fights, like the more recent ones, but he just he just looks special. Like um... he is, he is a real talent, um, fair play, um, and he, and he's been always has been as well since the amateur. The amateur game, obviously, um, you don't, you don't, unless you uh, like a Russian or anything like that. You, you, you're not going to win these tournaments, sort of thing. Because no. we were both out in a tournament together. I can't remember what tournament it was, and we both got to the final, and um, we both got robbed, like blatantly robbed. And um, well, we we were tamping together, like, but that's how it is in the amateurs. So he didn't have, he didn't have his luck in the amateurs, but he got, he, he was on the GB squad and whatever else. So as a, that was a good platform for him. Yeah. So have you got a, a fight scheduled now, like your next fight? Yeah, you have, uh, haven't you? Cause I read about it the other day. Yeah. In, I'm um... fighting three weeks um, on uh, the 30th of November this month, uh, Pontypool, um, so, yeah. active living center. I think it is. Um, uh, come by fight it is really, but uh, I got a decent opponent. Um, uh, let me Caesar up. Abdon. Yeah, a uh, Caesar Abdon. That's his name. Uh, former Olympian for Cameroon was it? I think it was Cameroon. Uh, come over here for the the London Olympics, boxed in the Olympics, and and I think he just stayed over here. All right, okay. So that's a that's a decent um, like a decent opponent there. Yeah, uh, I, know, Olympian and that. Yeah, and he's just beat a boy like seventeen and two as well. I'd rather fight. Um, I don't want to go backwards now. So obviously, I I either want to fight for a title or fight for people who who's going to come to win, or just pick up a paycheck sort of thing. Yeah, and it's easier to sell tickets as well. Um, obviously, I don't. I I do pretty well on tickets, so but. Like my fan base just keeps on growing. Like it's it's phenomenal. Like it's, I, I, I still to this day find it it's mad. Like people, the amount of people come to support me from the, this small village. Just like we got Chilewis, um, Chiaris, and Nelson, all like in a, a small area. And like more, I got like groups of people coming from all all over as well. I got p- people coming from Ebervale, Cardiff. Like, it's mad. Like I. I and people see me in the street and they, they come up to me, oh, how's it going, Gavin? I'm going to think that's what their name is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how's it going? <laughs> but, like, it's, it's brilliant to have everyone's support. Like, and I can't I can't thank them all enough for buying tickets and whatever else. Yeah, how many Welsh fans travelled up, Jack, and for your last fight? I bet there was loads there. Oh, it, it was hundreds. Um well, my missus, she was going to sort out tickets. So I asked um, Matchroom for, I think it was, was it 500 or 400 tickets? And um, obviously, uh, they 
because I wasn't a matchroom fighter, they didn't allow me to have tickets. They just allowed me um, like a family and friends sort of thing, uh, family uh, tickets. So I only had like for my mother, my missus and, and my father and things like that. Um, so everyone had to buy them off uh, that StubHub and things like yeah. that. But the amount of people who, who text me said I'm coming up, it, it must have been like still three, four hundred people who went up. So to all the way to London as well, the spending the hard-earned cash. Um, obviously, it's, it's not cheap in London as well. It's it was it was fantastic, and I could do after the fight because obviously you could do them like in between rounds and whatever else. But after the fight, I looked up and I was just looking around the O2. I was thinking they come here to watch to watch me sort of thing, and uh, it didn't really sink in until um, me and my missus went to watch uh, my gym mate the. Um, Lee Selby fights um, not last week, the week before up there, and I walked in there and I was thinking, I fought in there. That's that's yeah. mental. And they hit me then. I was thinking, because I was just thinking about the fight when I was up there last, and I didn't think about nothing else. I wasn't taking nothing in. I just didn't want to get distracted by anything. Um, but it was it was a surreal surreal feeling when I went went up there last time and see see all the fans. And everything else, supporting Lee as well. It was, it was, it was great. I seen a lot of Welsh fans up there, gone up there to support them, and it's, it's brilliant. We got, like the Welsh are probably the best fans because they'll travel anywhere to support yeah. football, rugby, boxing, MMA. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant. The, the what the fans do as well. Yeah, they're uh, Welsh fans. Like Welsh sport fans, they just go anywhere, don't they? Like I Irish fans, they just. They love Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, like Welsh boxing. So this person's asking. He's well, he says um, Welsh boxing seems to be in an unbelievable shape these past few years, particularly. Is there yeah. um, any up and coming Welsh boxers which we should keep an eye out for? Um, I know it's a bit of a thing now, but because um, he's a gym mate of mine, but real special talent. Um, we he come out to America with us um, for the last training camp. Uh, Jordan with us. Um, right. I seen him. Sparring uh, Kazakhstan out there, um, ex um, amateur world champion. I think he's ranked like number six in the world in the IBF, and he's only had like six or seven fights. And Jordan, it was you—you couldn't tell who was who in there. Like it was phenomenal the sparring, and for his size, he—he um, he just he moves like a featherweight. He's, he's so skillful as well, but. Um, Another Welsh talent as well, a, a good friend of mine is uh, Kieran Jones um, from Geffrey Gay ABC. Uh, I think he's going to be turning over uh, next year or the year after. He just had an operation on his arm. Another special talent as well. Two young boys as well, so they got a big future in uh, boxing. What weight is Jordan with us? Jordan with us, I think he's super middle or middle. Yeah, and then uh, Kieran's. I think he's light, light middle. I think he'd be as a pro, light middle or middle, some something around there. Yeah. Do uh, uh, okay. And here we go. So I have some quick fire questions. Best boxer of all time. I'd say Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good shout to myself. Uh, Mayweather or Joe Calzaghe. Different weights, so or you'd have to say Joe, wouldn't you? Yeah. Being a Welshman as well. Yeah, could... that's it. No. You can't go against the Welshman, can you? No, no. It is an interesting one. 
Uh, biggest tosser in boxing, which you've met? Um, which I've met. Well, you don't have to have met him. Just biggest tosser in boxing. Probably Don King, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> or an absolute knob. Yeah. Because yes. I, I was really just done to like Liam Williams. Um, he won the purse bids for a WBC silver title against one of his fighters, and then wanted it out in is it Congo or something like that? I don't. Oh, was it so, Congo or something like that? I don't know where the hell it is. But that 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 fight will never happen. He just won that purse bid for the fight not to happen, sort of thing. That's a, that's another Welsh fight that I think is gonna gonna um, well hopefully that next year now he's get he get his um, big chance of a world title fight and I think he deserves it as well going off the last couple of performances. Yeah, spot on. So who's um, what's more satisfying, like a big KO or completely outboxing someone you know over the whole fight, number of rounds. I've only I've only ever stopped one person as a professional, but I stopped um, three or four as an amateur. Um, I'm, I must have been a bigger puncher as an amateur, and the smaller gloves have been a pro. But um, I'm more of a a, a weird guy, a down guy. Um, so I put, I'll box them up, but it's good to have an early night, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can get you can have your pizza and burger in there. Yeah. Just go. Out. Boom! First punch, knock them out. But uh, yeah, I like being. I like to fight anyway. So probably just outbox some sort of thing, or yeah, go for outboxing. Right. So um, Alan asked. Um, aside from domestic lightweights that are out there for you now, yeah, uh, who would you have liked to have shared a ring with at any weight? I'm. I think he mean. I think he means from like from all time. Yeah, from all time. Um, I don't know. Was Gatti? Gatti. Um, oh, um. Oh, was no, he was welterweight, wasn't he? Um, or any weights? Yeah, I think he oh, said any weights. Yeah. I'd say Barrera. I'd I'd love to love to have a go with him because he's phenomenal. Like I think it would brilliant. I would have loved Alex. So that that would probably be I'd that be my pick. Yeah. Gatti is it? He's an interesting character, though, isn't he? He's, yeah, uh, just one of them which box office to watch, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Class. Uh, what do you think of uh, Prince Nazim? Good, good for business, obviously. Any, um, uh, I didn't like his style of fighting, but um, class, wasn't he? You obviously he's like a. How many titles did he have? How many world titles did he have? And that that come um he come unstuck against Barrera. That's the type of style I like. Um, head down, ass up, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Like, but what a what a puncher he was for that week. Like, he'd yeah. not come out center. Like, I, I think I was all to do with his legs or and his move. Like his movement, he'd hit you from you. You didn't even know where it was coming from, sort of thing. But it was like the the. Like the, the that's the way the Ingles train their fighters, isn't it? Is being elusive and um, not getting it sort of thing. But it's a good, it's, it's a good thing in a way, really. Yeah, he used to, he used to hit fighters like from weird angles and that, wasn't it? And jumped just, um, 
from like three foot and just hit them. You think, and they'd be out, spark out on the canvas. You think, how do you do that? How do you pull that off? And he's tiny as well, wasn't he? He's like, yeah, but his legs so are massive. His legs are like gymnastic legs. They were huge. Yeah, but I think you're right. Like he was good for boxing because he, like he way obviously had that period where he was unbeaten, and more and more pe- every time he'd fight, more and more people would tune in to see if this oh, was yeah. the one. Yeah, the entertainment value was second to none. Like his ring entrances and everything else, it was like class. It was good. That's good for boxing, isn't it? Um, yeah, it just want more people to watch. To do it, didn't he? Like obviously, some people don't like a bigger entrance when they go but the crowd love it. The crowd yeah. love all that uh, razzmatazz sort of thing. So, yeah. Uh, have you ever fought someone you uh, severely dislike or even hate? Not really. Because um, no. most of the amateur guys um, you fight, you don't really know them if you're on the international scene anyway. Um, and uh, I don't I don't really di- dislike anyone, really. Um, yeah. No. Have you had, had any fights like where there's a bit of... Bit of like a bit of needle, like and a bit of uh, I don't know, not not necessarily like hate or anything like that, but just getting a bit uh, bit touchy, like. Probably yeah, my message just said, but they you know like Henry James when I won the um, uh, when I won the Welsh title. Um, I can remember we had we both had interviews on the SOC. It was on the SOC at the time, and. Um, uh, I think it was the night before, and his uh, I can remember his one of his brothers in the interview. Uh, we were watching it, and he said, "Oh, uh, Gavin, I've got no chance." Um, uh, uh, what did he say? Something like uh, Henry will walk right through him, and that that got to me. And mm. then, like the game plan went out the window before he went in the ring. So, but that, but that's 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 not hate or anything. I just got in my head, sort of thing. Yeah, just annoyed yeah. you a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh yeah. So... Um, it was a bit of needle with um, Myron Mills when I won the British title in the scene. Yeah. He was going to knock me out and everything else, and then I just put it up him like sort of thing, and I was just laughing in his face when he was hitting me, <laughs> sort of thing. But um, yeah, that was class seeing his uh, coach because uh, I jumped on the scales, I guess, and. Um, his coach was saying in the way, and you're going to get knocked out. And I went, um, after the fight was over, I went up to him, uh, Clifton Mitchell, and I said, I didn't get knocked out, did I? Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I beat this boy up for like, the first three rounds, it was tight. I was getting caught with shots. And then for the next seven rounds, I just beat him. I just beat him up, like slowly, just got to him sort of thing. It was it was class. Yeah, I've, uh, I've seen the, the, like, the highlights of that fight, thinking of it, because I remember seeing the, the the weigh-ins, they were quite. Um, there was some like, if I remember correctly, the if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's like when you were weighing in, there was loads of. There was quite a lot of like people saying stuff behind you and yeah, it was loads of people. Like, then he's gonna get knocked out and all. I was thinking that they obviously don't know me. I spar with like middleweight, super middleweights. Don't bother me. Like I'll probably go one of the best chins in the game. I just. Uh, yeah, it was brilliant that night. Satisfying. Yeah, it was so it was so satisfying. And I can remember in the interview as well, even that Myron said, Oh yeah, I'm gonna it's gonna be an early night to me, I'm gonna spark him out. I was thinking <laughs> another thing coming, boy. 
What did he say afterwards? Nothing, just a good, good fight sort of thing. Um, and that was it. Like, really, I shut his mouth up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, so if you could decide who to fight in your final ever fight before you retire, who would it be? Like, from any era, I suppose, or just that, if you could just pick your final fight. Uh, it's got to be Mayweather, isn't it? The money fight. <laughs> Get the money up to the game and gone. <laughs> yeah. he'll still be, he'll probably still be fighting. But like when when, yeah, when you be. retire, he'll he's probably still make but lightweight as well. He walks around like ten and a half stone or whatever he is. Like I can remember, he, uh, one of the fights he made like light well done. He was eating Big Macs and whatever. He, I was thinking, oh, the... but he mm-hmm. didn't. When he fought Canelo, like he he, he probably weighed in lighter than the next day when he fought him. On the scales, like it's mad. Yeah, he's just a bit of a freak of nature, I think, isn't he? Like I know people slate him sometimes for, like, perhaps avoiding fights and stuff, maybe. But well, he's a businessman at the end of the day, and probably one of the best businessman in um, businessmen in the world. Oh yeah. And you don't well, go. To, you don't go to. Was he forty nine and not many people do that, do they? Let's be honest. Nah. So, no. It's worse. So what? Yeah. What is Joe Kazagi? What, what was his? That was. Um, I can't remember. Who was forty nine? No one. Yeah. No. Forty six. I think it was forty. Forty seven. One. Forty six. One. Forty six. No. Yeah. Forty six. Thirty two knockouts. Yeah. So that's a decent record in itself, Jesus. isn't it? Oh, yeah. From, from Wales in a small town at Newbridge, like. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, like, he's widely regarded as, you know, being one of the best ever, like, in the world, isn't one he? One of the so, greatest, yeah. One of the greatest, yeah. It always it always makes, like, I don't know, as a Welshman, like, it just it's weird, isn't it? Because, obviously, living in Wales, you realise how small Wales is compared oh, to... So- you know, these yeah. like Canada, America, and th- these other countries. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, the amount of champions we produced out of a small nation is 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 brilliant. And like um, obviously we 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 got beaten in the semi-finals of the rugby uh, against South Africa, and then you go and see South Africa give England a thump in in the final. So it, it's just going to show how, how well we did play by only losing by what was it three points in the end? Was it? Yeah. So I said no. So, um, if you uh, if you could fight anyone from any era, well, we kind of answered that when I because yeah, I asked, yeah, asked it was yeah, yeah. So we'll skip that one. Uh, many fans think you have the potential to be uh, a, one of the great Welsh boxers. Do you feel the pressure of those lofty expectations and comparisons? Um. Do you know what? I, I feel the lot, a lot of pressure being lifted off me now since I've lost my unbeaten record. I think I'm going to fight the hell of a lot better as well, not protecting that unbeaten record. Yeah. So, so I think I'm going to box a lot better. Um, obviously, I, I feel a lot of pressure anyway because I, I feel that I got to perform sort of thing because I got I got to keep on providing for my family sort of thing as well. So that 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 type of pressure, but no. Sort of pressure off the off, off the fans, sort of thing. Um, yes. 
But maybe on fight night uh, when you walk out uh, and there's hundreds and hundreds of people chanting your name sort of thing, but not, not the kind of pressure that's going to put me off um, yeah. performing or whatever else. Like, Yeah, and I guess in some ways, like you said, uh, like losing your unbeaten record, it just takes that bit of pressure out of it, and it just that you're not, you haven't got the, the especially as, especially as the unbeaten record kind of goes on and on. It's like an extra, no, I don't want to say a distraction, but like a, just an extra bit of pressure in it. Yeah, it, it is added pressure because uh, obviously, um, you seem to be a great fight there if you do go um, unbeaten, but. <laughs> You don't see it nowadays. You very rich. obviously the last being uh, Mayweather. Um, so I'm going off that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I can't. The only other person I see uh, finishing their career uh, as I'm beating next next probably has got to be like Callum Smith or maybe even Josh Taylor, the Scottish lad who just won uh, two weeks ago as well. They are two. Fantastic talents. Like I, I probably see them going all the way and finishing the career if they get out at the same time and don't um like prolong their career, like go into the, the stupid ages of boxing, yeah. like boxing till they're like forty sort of thing. But yeah, I could see them getting out, make their money, and get out uh, where they got good health and everything else and a nice bank account. Yeah, I suppose that's the aim, isn't it? Is uh... yeah, that's it? That, that that's it. Yeah. Um, outside of Joe Kazaki, who do you think is the greatest Welsh boxer of all time? Uh, John Owen. Shout, good shout. Yeah. So um, let's move on to some of the non non uh, boxing <laughs> questions then. Uh, <laughs> no, no, they're pretty good. I was, I had a quick because I, I pasted a lot of them from my emails. They, you, I think, are pretty lucky. A lot of them are just like. Asking you about like what we got like asking you about Conor McGregor and somewhere then there was one about who's all right, go on, we'll start with that one. Who's uh who's worse, Trump or Boris Johnson? Fucking hell. Uh, I don't really follow like politics or anything like that, but you'd have to say Trump or no. Yeah, I would have thought so. I, I, I would say myself, like. But Boris is a bit of a I don't know. Like, but I'm not a politics person, so no, I couldn't really that. I, I haven't really got a clue what's going on with this Brexit thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what's happened if we left or if we stayed in like so Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really follow it myself. So um Cardiff City or Swansea City? Cardiff City you gotta be in there. Yeah, thank fuck for that. Glad you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jack and Wales will qualify for the uh, for the Euros in the football. Oh, it's a tough task, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, when when's the next fixture now? Uh, I think it's. Um, I think there's one before Christmas. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think they've. It's still in their hands. See, so like, if they. I, think if I they hope win... they do. To be honest, with you I hope they do. I hope they do, but uh, I don't know. I just can't see it. I can't see it. I can't. If I if I'm honest, like yeah. Do you think um, if Maybe they 
going you, off anything like so. Yeah, if they if they don't qualify, do you think they should sack Ryan Giggs? Do you know what? Right? I, I get this debate all the time with people in work and whatever else with football. Why do they always blame the managers? It's the players kicking the ball about, no, no one else. Yeah, do you get what I mean? my brain. The manager is just putting the, the, the tactics and what they're going to do. They, the, it's, the, it's the players doing the actual kicking of the ball and whatever else and trying to... I just fries my brain. Like, I, Why blame the manager? He's not on the pitch. He's not losing the games. You are. Yeah. Blame the players, if anything else. I'd, um, I'd keep it my words because I, what I like, what he's I done do. is he's, um, he's brought in a lot of young players and Wales have got some cracking young footballers. So I'd like, I would keep yeah. him and help him because, like, you know, a lot of the. Develop them. Yeah. That's what they want. Um, they, they, do, they do need a lot of youngsters coming, uh, coming up now. They got that, they'll have that speed and uh, that extra bit of drive as well, the youngsters have. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. The thing I'm is- not. They've all come up through their own. They've all come up through all the age groups together as well. Yeah, so they yeah. used to playing together, and you know they all look up to someone like Giggs, who's won everything. You know he he's won literally everything he could possibly have won. So, yeah. oh yeah. So they got um they got their last two qualifiers on the sixteenth and the nineteenth of November. Um, one's away against Azerbaijan, and one's at home against Hungary. If they win them, they they qualify like so. Would they qualify? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you see them beating Azerbaijan? Yeah, I can see them beating Azerbaijan. Yeah. I'm not so sure they'll beat Hungary, though. Although, it's a ho- Hungary's a home, see? So, it's like, got to win Yeah, it does games. give you a bit of an advantage, doesn't it? We're home. Um, if, uh, do you know what? My cousin falls, I'm, like, flat out. Like, he went to the Euros and everything in, uh, uh, where was it, France, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um He'd have a hell of a debate with be about about this. Like I, 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 I'll watch. I'll watch. Uh, obviously, when it's on on the telly, but I'm not like clued up on everything yeah. else. Do you know what I mean with the players? Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I do, I do watch them when when they play. And like I do support them. Obviously, obviously being Wales, and I, and obviously I support Cardiff City when they play and then everything else. But so, um, what's your favourite music to? Walk out to and work out to. Um, to walk out to uh, is Red or Chili Peppers. Can't stop. That's my um, that's my tune. Uh, I think I've had in nearly all of them except the last. Because um, Joe Joe picked his his ring entrance and obviously being a matchroom fighter, uh, he gets and being the champion, he gets the choice to me. So, but that, that's he, my he nicked he nicked your song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he must Jeez. have. Yeah, yeah. It was like a it must have been head games or nothing. Yeah. But uh, I can remember saying to the the matchroom uh, uh, guy on uh, Instagram, he said, "Oh, send me over um, what you what you want as a walkout entrance." I said, "Oh, just pick me and then don't really care. I can walk out to bar because I'm walking in our ring for one thing only. It's for a fight. I don't really care what I walk out to." But then I picked the song and I can't remember what it was. It was. I think it'd be crap as well. It wasn't even the best tunes. But I, I don't really listen to music uh, when we train in. Uh, no. Obviously, um, when, uh, when I train, obviously I trained on Newport with Tony. Um, we either, 
on the pad, so he's shouting out instructions um, or on the bag or sparring. So we don't really have music on. But if we didn't, I, I use a gym up in um, uh, Merthyr, uh, uh Dalion Fitness. They let up, they've been great as well so, um, since um, I started a PT course with Richard Thomas, and then he started sponsoring me. Um, to be my uh, uh, PT, um, I do does all my strength and conditioning, and then Dalion said I could use the gym for free, so it's, that's been a massive help. When when I'm up there, um, they just got all different tracks on, so I I don't care what I listen to as long as there's some music on. I don't really, yeah. I do, do you know nothing, what I mean? I don't nothing in particular, like ah, nah, I don't really care as long as what's what's in now. Really, I, I'll listen to anything. Ah, that's okay. So um. Here we go then, right. What's uh, Conor McGregor discuss? What do you think of him? What a man to make money. Yeah, I think he man. blagged his way into, like, obviously blagged his way into that Mayweather fight, didn't he? But yes. um, everyone said, oh, how well he done and things like that. But a defensive fighter walked down someone who's supposed to be in a puncher. It's a, it's a different game. Like MMA, because they still got so much, so much um, things to think about kicking and and jujitsu and what. And what they, do you know what they, they, their skill set is like? Like we couldn't do, we couldn't do what they do, and they couldn't do what we do, sort of thing. So that that that's what happened there. But I think if Mayweather went in the in the cage with him, he get demolished. Yeah. He yeah, then I agree. Yeah. Arms gloves on, boy, and when he kicked to the head, elbow him in the. It's 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 mental, isn't it? But what is he's great for MMA, isn't he? Yeah, he changed changed the game, mate. Changed the yeah, changed, changed the game from class. Like, and I I I like a geezer. I do. I think he's just class. Like, yeah. Yeah. The thing, the way I look at it is like people slate him, but without him, all those UFC fighters would be getting paid a lot less. Oh, definitely. He, he changed it for everyone. On the undercards of being on his fights, I bet they had oh, stupid money for being on the undercards of his fights. Oh, stupid yeah. money! And at the end of the and day, I was going to say at the end of the day, like what you just said, he talked his way into a fight with Floyd Mayweather, which arguably one of the best boxers of all time. Got paid seventy million or whatever, made for life, job done. Mental, and uh, that uh, that's the aim of a of a. Obviously, we've professional prize fighters that's our aim to make money mm. i know it's, it's the belts as well but most most important of all if if we didn't we didn't have the money at the end of it what what, what else we'd be doing it for we'd be living on the street otherwise mm. do you know what i mean yeah obviously the, the belt is the belts and everything else that, that that's just pride you want to get to the top sort of thing that's that's pride but you obviously need the money as well and you want to make as much money as possible do you um, you do any like MMA training or anything like that yourself? Just I've never, I've never honestly now, um, I've never honestly been in the MMA gym. No, I've never got in one. So uh, obviously, uh, I spar that uh, Mason Jones. Yeah, uh, I seen him on the pads the other day kicking a pad. I thought, I, no, if he <laughs> kicked me, and snapped me in half. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I. I the things they they do in is is mental, like and the amount of stuff they have to learn as well. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of skills, isn't it? 
like a lot yeah. of different things. And the thing is, as well, it's like what you just said, is if Floyd Mayweather had got in the octagon with uh, McGregor, he's he suddenly got to deal with like spin kicks and head kicks yeah, and spinning back fists and that. And I know Conor McGregor's ground game ain't the best, but compared to Mayweather, probably he would only train there for like a couple of months or whatever yeah. else. Um, he would have just got him out there in the first round, and I would have been done and dusted, sort of thing. Yeah, and the thing is, I think he's still, I think he's still a, like a brown belt or something in jujitsu and that type of thing, which yeah. you know, it's, it's you know, it's not like where the top top guys who are that you know black belts and all this sort yeah. of stuff, but it's still yeah. you know to someone who's not doing out done any training, he take off in his life. He... That's all he's concentrated on is his boxing and his well, obviously sta- it's a stand up game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I think it yeah. corner in the cage, I think he'd take him down and get a submission pretty quick. So Yeah, I think so. Um so last couple of questions. Uh so uh paedophile hunter groups, good or a bad thing? Do they make it harder for police or do they uh, do they make it harder for police to do their jobs? Or do they do the jobs that the police should be doing anyway? Obviously, um, uh, with the with the police, I don't think they got enough. Um, they made a lot of cutbacks now, so I don't think they'd be doing that sort of thing. So these paedophile groups, they they're catching them, um, and then handing them over to the police so they can prosecute them and everything else. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely, mate. And certainly, like I say, as a, as a father, like with kids who are on like some social media and on the internet yeah. i'm pleased that they're there because like they know not only do they catch them they you know they hand over like big files of evidence yeah. to the police yeah. they literally be... hand them on a plate don't they yeah yeah so it's it's pro- it's, it's a good thing um, the amount of technology out these days is, is so easy for them to i don't know they just get away with it some of these what makes me angry is that when they these groups like hand them on a plate to the police, the police then prosecute them, and the yeah, ju- and then the judges let them out. Like, how many yeah. times? I reckon at least three times a month, I read about some sort of offender who've done it like two or three times, been caught three or four times or whatever, and they keep releasing them. And it's like, yeah, are you just wait, waiting for him to kill someone and yeah. do some like? You know, real, real harm. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it makes me sick. This, this world is in a sick place. At the at the place it is right now, it's uh, oh, shocking, really, and it to think about it. Like um, when obviously when I was a kid and that, we could go out in the street, and my, our parents wouldn't give a damn what we would do. Obviously, they they would like, but they knew nothing bad was going to happen. But now, that's all you're thinking about. Well, what? whilst letting your kid out is um hope he's okay or um have you got his phone on him so i can contact him because you don't know what's gonna happen yeah and like you you could trust all the people in your street and now you could just like you wouldn't have any bother if you saw like one of your kids so like if my parents saw me playing in the street and then yeah they they like looked out the window and they saw me going into one of the houses up yeah, the other end of the street they wouldn't have cared probably, like they probably known them as well yeah. like, like Nowadays, like, um, obviously, we know a couple of our neighbours, but everything else. But in the street we used to live before, I knew every person and every who was in every house, sort of thing. Like, so, like, I 
probably have food in their house and whatever else. Like it was mad, but yeah. it's not like that these days. The the communities, is it? No, no, it's not. Nah. So that is. I just check in now. That's all the questions, Gav. That's all the questions. So that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Um, good. It was good. Enjoyed it myself. Thanks for your time, mate. I do really appreciate. Yeah, I really appreciate it, mate. And just you finding a time, and then you're more than welcome to come back on after you fight yeah. and um, I'll have a chat about it if you want to. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, mate. I'd, uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. So tell the people where they can find you on uh, Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I think it's uh, Gav G One or Gavin One Going. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, Gavin One Going. <laughs> don't yeah. really know because I don't go on Twitter. That's the only, you know, that's the only one I really don't use. I got a page on it, but I don't really use it. Yeah. Like, um, my main page is is um, Instagram and Facebook. That's where I mostly use. Like um. Obviously, on Facebook, it's um, Gavin Gwynn on, uh, on Instagram as well. If you type in uh, Gavin Gwynn and my um, profile will come up and give me a give me a follow. Um, I can't have any more um, people on my Facebook page. Yeah, I was going to say, because I sent you one the other day. They said you've got too many requests, I think. Yeah. You've got like 5,000 requests or something like that, which is mad. Yeah, it's, it's something stupid. Like I've told people, like, like I've I've deleted a couple of people so I could try and add, but it wouldn't still let me add. I don't know why. It's mad, so, isn't it? Like so yeah. many, you got so many, uh, so many friends and followers. Like that you just can't yeah, have anymore. Followers. So I just said I got a I got a fan page as well. So I just said oh, go over, but they don't seem to go on it. I don't seem to go on it anyway. So yeah, I, they can still follow my page anyway if they're not a, a friend of me. If they just like my page and give me a follow, so cool. Um, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation. I'll uh, one of these days I might get an Instagram page, but I never seem to get around to it. Um, Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. We do three shows every week Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up, tell us what you like, what you don't like. We got shows on mental health, football, films, pretty much anything and everything. Dropped a show today, which is Friday, uh, on uh, an interview I did with a gentleman who's living with schizophrenia, which was really interesting, uh, trying to address the stigmas around mental health and stuff like that. Um, Gavin, thank you for joining me, mate. I really, thank really you. appreciate thank your time. And and uh, we'll speak to you soon. And uh, guys, see you next episode. Podcast Network.